So it's Valentine's Day, and we got to talk about love tonight. How many of you guys have ever been in love before, or you thought you were in love? When I was in eighth grade, I thought I was in love, right? And I'll tell you guys a little bit of the story. I was actually coming to this youth group, and there were about 15 kids here at the time. So probably just like this row and the next one. That's like what our youth group was like. And uh, we went on a trip to King's Fest. And this was when they did it down south. And that day of the trip, there were some new girls on the trip. And whenever there's new girls in youth group, even now I see you guys, you're like, new girls, what's up? With every guy in the room is like, I gotta go talk to that new girl. So there were these new girls. And man, I was laying down some serious game the whole weekend. And I thought I was in love with this one girl. And it's not my wife. It's, it's not some other girl. I thought I was in love with this girl. And uh, you know, I really was trying to earn her love throughout those past couple of day, uh, the days when we were on the trip. And I was doing everything I could to get her attention. And while we're on the trip, actually, um, I did what every guy did back then. And, and, and you knew you were in when you did this move. Like, you guys aren't going to know what this is, but I got her aim. Like, do you guys know what aim is? Like, that was it, man. I got her aim, and I was like, yeah, that's what's up. And so we came back from the trip, right? And uh, we, I started aiming her back and forth a little bit, laying down some game. And uh, we ended up talking for a while, and then we kind of just grew apart a little bit. And, uh, I, uh, you know, some years passed now, like this is about two years later, and uh, I was napping at my house, and I woke up, and I found this picture of her that I hadn't seen in forever, and it just like came out of nowhere. It was just like on my desk out of nowhere, and I was like, God, are you speaking to me right now? Like, is this meant to be? Am I meant to get back to the, together with this girl? And so um, at that church that night, this is Sunday when I was taking the nap, uh, taking a nap, that night we came to church and there was a prophet here that night, just a guy who prays for people and just gives like what he believes that God is saying. And so I was like, God, I, th- I think you're speaking to me right now. I think you want me to put this girl's picture in my pocket and the prophet is gonna pray for me tonight and he's gonna tell us that we're meant to be and he's gonna be like, Take that picture out of your pocket because that's the girl that God has for you. I literally believe that was going to happen that night, right? And so I'm, I'm there, and he actually prayed for me that night, but he said nothing about the girl that I wanted him to say. And while he was praying for me, I was just like grabbing on the picture in my pocket, like hoping he would look down and be like, what's in your pocket? And I'd be like, oh, it's a sign. That's it. Like I was trying to make it happen as badly as I could, but man, I thought I was in love. And, and, and now it's actually kind of awkward because that girl that I was thinking about actually married someone who I, I'm close with. And I don't even know how they met, but someone I was close with in high school, and now they're married. So it's crazy how things work out. But I'm sure that you guys have thought that you were in love at some point in your life. And, and you know, when we're in love with someone, we try to earn it, right? Like I was telling you guys, I was trying to earn my love to this girl. I was trying to impress her. High school boys, man, you're going to start trying to um, win some girls over, and you're going to try and earn their love. Middle school boys, a great place to start is taking showers. That's going to be like a really good place for you to start. That's a great place to win a girl over and earn her love. And maybe you high school boys, maybe you're going to start working out to try and win those girls over, right? Or maybe you girls in the room, you're trying to win that special guy over and you're going to laugh at his jokes when they're not funny. And you're going to just put some extra makeup on that you totally don't need, but you're just going to do whatever you can to try and earn your attention, uh, or to earn their attention. And um, I think sometimes, guys, that we do the same thing with God. We try and earn his love. We think that if we pray enough, we think that if we don't sin, God, I'm not gonna sin this week. I'm gonna earn your love. I'm gonna make this work out. God, I'm gonna make you love me. You're gonna have to pay attention to me. And we're gonna try and earn God's love. 
And we, so we try and pray. We try and read our Bibles at a certain time every day. Right, Flargus? I know you're opening up your Bible every day trying to earn God's love, right? But, you know, we've all tried to earn God's love in some way because we think that will actually make him love us. And tonight, guys, we're going to look at some scripture and find out if we really have to earn God's love. You guys ever heard of the, the five love languages before? Anyone, anyone ever heard of them? I'll tell you guys a little bit about them tonight. Basically, everyone in the world receives and gives loves in, in, in a different way. And my love languages are I am um, acts of service. That's, that's my second one. And my first one is just encouraging words. When someone speaks life to me, that, that's how I receive love. And, you know, my wife receives love a little differently. The way that she receives love is quality time and physical touch. And sometimes, man, this isn't a good thing for us because we see a little bit um, differently when it comes to giving and receiving love. And sometimes that can be a problem in our relationship. And uh, maybe you guys have tried to been in love with someone and you had different love languages and you realized how difficult that can be. And uh, so, you know, this last Tuesday, we got into like a, like a little bit of a fight because I wasn't feeling her love language right. I'll, I'll admit that it was all on me. And Monday is my day off. And uh, I, I do the laundry on Monday, trophy husband right here. I, I, do the, I do the laundry on Monday. I get that done. And then, then I got home and uh, I just had turned on the video games for the first time that day. And, and I wanted to play some Madden. I haven't done it in a really long time. And so I came and I sat down on the couch and my wife came and she was like, let's hang out, let's talk. And I don't really like talking. Like, it's a really weird thing. Like, I like talking sometimes, but I don't like over-talking a lot. But that's how my life, uh, my wife receives love. She loves when we can just talk and spend that quality time together. And I, I totally was like, she was talking to me and I had my arms around her and I was playing the video games around her back, right? Like, I was trying to do everything that I could. And finally, she just got so frustrated that she just walked out of the room and said, this is ridiculous. And, and she got really mad at me. But here's the worst thing that I did, guys. I kept playing video games after she did that. Good lesson. Don't ever, don't ever do that. And so, you know, I didn't sleep on the couch last, that night, but I slept on the emotional couch, if you know what I'm talking about. Like, she was blocked off for me that night. And so, I think sometimes we, because the way I want to receive love is through my love language. It's like, you just got to tell me, like, yo, Joe, you looked yoked and jacked today. Like, I'm going to receive love that way. Like, you tell me I'm looking good, then I'm going to receive love. You say something encouraging to me. That's how I get it. And so, I kind of expect that out of other people sometimes. And maybe you're here tonight, and you're saying, God, what is your love language? I can't figure it out because you feel so far away. Maybe there's just some of you in here that just feel like, man, that you've just done too many things wrong tonight, that you've just messed up too much for God's love, and you feel really distant from him, and you feel like you just need to get some things in, right in your life before you can come back to him, before that love can really come together. And, and tonight is, is going to be really important for those of you guys in the room that feel like that, to feel like that you need to earn God's love and work towards him and make him love you. I know that I felt like that at times. Like, I just need to do the checklist in order for God to really care about me and love me. And if I'm not doing these things, then I feel distant from him sometimes. And so we're going to look at some really important scripture tonight, guys. And, I, and my real prayer is that this would really open up a lot for you guys. And, and here's what's at stake tonight is that what we're talking about is something that you can't really ever work your way to. And you just need to know that from because you will spend your whole life striving towards this. You'll keep working, you'll keep fighting, 
and it will feel like it's just going nowhere, that it's not getting any better. And so tonight we're going to read these scriptures, and they are so powerful to us tonight to hear about God's love. And so we're going to be in John chapter 11 tonight. This is what it says. Now a man named Lazarus was sick. He was from Bethany, the village of Mary, and her sister. This Mary, whose brother Lazarus now lay sick, was the same one who poured perfume on the Lord and wiped his feet with his hair. So the sister sent word to Jesus. Here's what's going on. These sisters love their brother Lazarus. I mean, this guy, he's about to die. He's on his deathbed. And now the pressure sets in. And they decide that they are going to write a letter to Jesus to try and get his attention, to get him to come back. Because at this time, he was six miles away from where they were. And back then, that's not like a short walk. Like, that took some time then. And you had to be careful when you were walking back then. There was robbers. And so it was a big deal. You just need to know that. He was six miles away. And they're trying to win Jesus' attention because he was out doing something else. Could you imagine that, what that was like? I know, I've been thinking about the scripture, and I was like, what would I write if someone I loved was on their deathbed? If they were about to give it tonight, and I could only write just a couple of words on a piece of paper to get it to Jesus, what would I say to win his attention over, to bring him to my dying person? How would I draw Jesus in? And, you know, as I was thinking about that, I thought to myself, you know, the the way I'd probably do it is I I would tell him, all the things that are good about this person. Like, Jesus, you don't understand. This is one of the good people. This is someone who believes in you. You should see what they're doing for you and for your kingdom. Jesus, you see how much they love you and all the things that they're doing to try and win you over. You see the works that they're doing in the church. They're volunteering in Sunday school, Jesus. They're killing it down there. Like, I would try and win him over like that try and talk them up to be this amazing person, to try and win him over that way. And tonight we're going to see, because this is a big moment for them. How are they going to try and bring Jesus to them? How are they going to get his attention? Um, I'm sure you guys know that, you know, in the heat of the moment, maybe even in an argument with your parents, right? In the heat of the moment, you say something, and you know that you shouldn't have said that. It's the truth, right? And, and you let it out. And, you know, it's just something you shouldn't have said, but you need to say it. I, I believe the truth really comes out in the heat of the moment. We say things that we really do believe. And see, th- this is the heat of the moment. And I, and I think for these people in this story right here, they're about to give us what they really believe, what they really think is true about Jesus. So all the pressure's on, the heat is on, and we're going to see the real movement of their heart tonight. And it's going to be so powerful for you and I. So let's go to this next verse. This is what it says. Lord, the one you love is sick. Lord, the one you love is sick. And so they do the exact opposite of what I was just talking about. The way that I would try to win Jesus over is by talking this person up about all the good they've done in their life, about how important they are. But Mary and Martha decide that it's better to move Jesus' heart towards his love for Lazarus rather than Lazarus' love for him. Because that is groundbreaking 
tonight. Because so many of us obsess over our love for God. We obsess, but we feel like we're not doing it right. We feel like we don't have it all together. We wish we could just pray harder or more consistent. We wish we could open up our Bibles more. We wish, we wish, we wish, and we obsess over our love for God. Mary and Martha tonight, that's not their approach. What they say tonight is, Jesus, come see the one you love, the one you care about. And so many of us are probably sitting here tonight obsessing about our love for God, or what we have to do, about what we have to get right. But tonight, guys, I want to tell you that that is not what it's all about. It's not about what we can conjure up in our hearts for God. The story was never about that. The story has always been about God's love, and it will always stay about that. And some of you guys just need to know that tonight. Some of you guys that are feeling really far from God tonight. Some of you feel like that you've just messed up too much. Some of you guys who just feel like your prayer life is a mess, that you're not even sure if you really love Jesus tonight. You're you're, you're not even sure. Maybe you're searching here tonight. Here's what I want to tell you. Even if you don't love him, he loves you. He loves you. You are the one that he loves. And so let's see what happens in the rest of the story. Let's see if this wins over Jesus. When he heard this, Jesus said, the sickness will not end in death. No, it is for God's glory so that God's son may be glorified through it. Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. See, what you guys need to understand is that this family was extremely close with Jesus. They knew what it was like to be around Jesus. They spent a lot of time with him. And see, here's what I believe, is the more time you spend around Jesus, the more you realize it's about his love and not your love. The closer you are to him, it starts to blow you away about how much he loves you, not how much you can do or work towards him tonight. And see, I think a lot of you guys know this tonight up here, but you don't know it down here because you still feel a lot of condemnation. You still feel like a lot of things aren't in order in your life tonight. And tonight I want to tell you that that's not true, that you need to not only know it here, but you need to know it here. And when you get it here is when it will change everything and your life will be completely different. And so Jesus comes, right? And, and he meets Lazarus and, and he hears this letter. And it's, it's so cool what happens in the story because it, it's a good lesson for us to learn tonight. Jesus doesn't come as soon as he sees this, but he promises them. He makes a promise that I'll be there, that this story will not end in death. For some of you guys that know the rest of the story, I'm just going to paraphrase the rest. Lazarus dies. Jesus doesn't get there in time. But I thought Jesus loved me. I thought he cared about me. I'm sure Mary and Martha were thinking that. How could he let Lazarus die if he really loved him? Man, would we appeal to that part of you, Jesus, the part of you that loves Lazarus? How could you let him die? See, guys, oftentimes things won't happen the way we want them to. They won't happen on our schedule, on the way that we want them to unfold will happen on God's timing. And you know what's so cool? Lazarus died, but then he came back to life. Jesus raised him.
back to life. And that was a promise that Jesus made because he loved Lazarus and he wasn't going to let go of him. And God's not going to let go of you guys that have put your trust in him. Maybe you feel like that tonight, that God said something to you and now it feels like he's not coming through on his word. Lazarus' story is hope for you. It's, it's life for those of you guys in the room that feel that way tonight. This next verse, I feel like, really sums up what we just heard. John 14, 10. This is love. Not that we loved God, not by what we could do to win over God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. This is love. This is love, that God loved us while we were still sinners. While we wanted nothing to do with God. Before you even became a Christian in the room tonight, you know, you know what this verse says to you? That God loved you right where you were. And he's never gonna stop loving you. And he's never gonna let go. It's just who God is. He is love. And he just cares about you so much tonight. I need you guys just to go with me on this analogy. It's going to sound a little strange at first, but you just need to work with me a little bit, okay? This is like if you walked into a new school and the most, whatever it is, if you're a guy or a girl, the most beautiful girl or the best looking guy comes right up to you and says, I love you. And this is not the kind of person that is just pretty on the outside, but man, this person has it all together. They are completely perfect and they seek you out. And they come and find you and they say that they are madly in love with you. I I, I mean, how amazing would that be if the person of your dreams just walked up to you like that and said, I love you. And they never even really talked to you yet, but they said they loved you and they were passionate about you. I mean, that's what God says about you guys today. The most perfect thing, something you don't deserve at all but God reaches out his hand to you tonight and says that I love you. Charles Spurgeon said this, and I think this is really cool. Oh, could you know that Jesus has loved you from before all the worlds? Then you must love him. At least you will grant there cannot be a, a better example for love. Love demands everything. No, it, it, it does not demand. It takes by almighty force, by irresistible demand, that heart captivating upon whom it loves, guys, upon whom it loves. And and this is written a little hard in old English because Spurgeon was an old school preacher. But I love what he's saying here. God's love for us, it doesn't just kind of feel like we should love him back. It, it, It demands love. If someone like that walked up to you in school, and you started hanging out with them, and you started spending time with them, you would fall right back in love with that person. If if they were perfect for you in every way, then that's exactly what Spurgeon is saying here. He's saying when God loves us like that, it, it demands who we are, that we would love him back because it's just too amazing. It's just too perfect that it would work out this way. God's love is so vast and so deep. And like I was just saying earlier, you know, the, there's nothing we could even do about it. If you wanted to run away from God's love t- tonight, it would follow you. 
it would track you down tonight. And if those of you guys feel like you've sinned too much, that you've messed up, that you've done too many things wrong tonight, that God couldn't ever love you. God is love, and he couldn't deny himself for you. He's like that overzealous parent. You know what I mean? That, that, that parent that, that goes to the sporting event. Have you ever guys ever seen that? That parent that is just super passionate about their kid and they're playing soccer and they're not even keeping the score, but that dad is on the sideline and he's pumped. And he's like, yeah, that's my son, go! And they're not even keeping score and you're like, dude, chill out. Like, relax, this game doesn't even count for anything. But that's God to you tonight. He goes, you know, that's my son right there. And so many times we feel like we've just done too many things. We've, we've just messed up. We feel like, God, I need to get things right and then I'll come to you. When I, when I can earn your love, when I can put all the pieces back together, God, then I'll come to you. God's just saying, I, I just want you the way you are. I'm proud of you. I love you. I want my son. That's how God feels about you tonight. He couldn't stop loving you even if he tried because he is love. So guys, here's what, I want you guys to get tonight. And, and, and this is at the heart of the message. And it's so important that you hear this. The closer you get to God, the less it's about your love for him and the more it's about his love for you. The closer you get to God, the more it's about his love for you because he cares about you so much. Some of you guys need to stop striving and working, and trying to get all the pieces together in your life, and just come to God. Just be near him. And if you do, things will start to come together in your life. The pieces will come together, I promise you. But you gotta stop trying to earn it, because you never will be able to do it. You'll never be able to work towards it. It's just a free gift, because he loves you so much. You know, I I was just thinking about this, and uh, it was just perfect. I'm sure some of you guys know tonight the story of the prodigal son, right? This guy who just messed up. He, he made all the wrong decisions in his life. Walked away from a father that loved him and cared about him. Took, a, took his inheritance with him, right? Totally just leaves God. Can, uh, God who is the example of his father in the story, right? And he just walks away. And the part of the story I, I can never get past is when the son is walking back to his father. He realized how much he's messed up in his life. He's realized how much he's done wrong, how much he's failed, and he keeps telling himself, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna work in my dad's house. I'm gonna try and earn his love back. He doesn't have to take me back as his son. He could just take me back as a servant, and I'll work my way to him, and I'll do everything right to try and earn his love. And so he's playing this whole scenario in his head as he's walking back to his father, hoping, hoping that his dad will let him come back as a servant. And the Bible says that, that his father saw him walking down the road. And as he was walking, he started to run out towards him. See, the, the boy thought that he had to earn God's love back after all the things that he had done wrong. But no, here, here comes his father running at him. And I'm sure he was probably scared in this moment because here's his father charging at him. Maybe he thought he was going to get a good beating in that moment, right, for all the things he'd done wrong. But no, his father charges at him and he gives him a hug. He embraces him and starts to weep. That's what God thinks of you tonight if you would just come back. 
His love for you is so much greater than you think. You can't earn it. It's a free gift. And so he grabs his son and and he puts a ring on his finger. And and I'm sure the son was trying to say, Dad, here's what I'm going to do. Here's what I'm going to do to get things right, to make things come back together, to put the pieces together. I'll do this and I'll do that. He's just like, shut up, shut up. I love you. You know what? We're going to have a a party tonight for you. We're going to throw a huge party because I'm so glad that you're back. That's God's love for you tonight, no matter what you've done or what you said. And like I said before, it's, it's a natural response for us just to love him back because it's just that great, because it's just that amazing. It's, it's been cool because I've been thinking about this verse and, you know, sometimes even me, I feel like I need to do more to earn God's love. And so I've been praying this, God, and then, and then this is, it's a scary prayer to, to pray sometimes. And you kind of make sure no one's in the room or looking when you pray this. You say, God, it's me, Joey, the one you love. And I start to pray like that. And, and suddenly I feel it. I feel the difference when I, when I say that. God, it's me, the one you love, the one you care about, the one you cherish. There's nothing better than the hope that we've been given tonight, guys. And see, some of you are going to try and fight with it. Some of you guys are going to try and wrestle this tonight and say what Joey's saying, it's too good to be true. It can't be real. You don't know where I've been. You don't know what I've walked through. You don't know what I've done. There's no way God could. I promise you that this is God's love for you tonight. Do you know that God even loves bad people that, that don't love him, that, that, that will never love him. He still does it because it's who he is. It's in his nature. He's a loving God and he will never stop loving you and nothing can separate you from his love tonight. So some of you guys need to stop striving for it tonight and you just need to get close to him and watch the sins and the things that you've been trying to. If you just, I promise you, you just draw close to God you know, maybe you just start praying just a little bit, just draw near, and you'll stop trying to earn it. And it'll be all about his love for you, the vast, amazing love that changes everything. Let's pray. God, I thank you so much for tonight. I thank you, God, that you love us even though we don't deserve it. God, there's nothing like this love, Lord. Nothing even comes close tonight. And I pray, God, for the people that feel like it's just too good to be true tonight, Lord. I pray for the people that feel like they've just done too many things wrong, God, that they've just messed up in too many ways, that they just fall short in every area, God. I pray for them tonight that your love would meet them right where they are, God, even if they feel like they are a million miles away, God that your great love for them would meet them. Jesus, we we need you tonight. We need a a savior, God, because we're all flawed and we're all broken tonight. God, we all are carrying our own burdens tonight, God, that maybe some people don't even know about tonight. But I pray, God, that you would give us the boldness we need to get right with you tonight, God. And, And that's what you really want. You want the person who's willing to say, 
God, I, I just want to get right with you. I don't have it all together. I don't have all the answers, but I just want you. I don't even know what that means, but I just want you to invade my life. I pray, God, that you would do that for those people that are bold enough to pray that prayer tonight, God, that you would meet them like never before, Jesus. So God, we just pray all these things in your son's name. Amen.